Welcome once again into the Soccer OG. Hey, that's me, Max Barretos. This is episode 67. Always a reminder to please share this, tell a friend, rate, review, download. And let's make this get bigger as we're heading into the summer months. It's going to get a little quiet around here. Certainly with regards to everything. The leagues, international action, we'll have a little bit in June. And then we'll uh, really start cranking after that. But we won't be quiet because there's a lot to prepare for. And I'm here for that. And we're going to have the best guests in the business in soccer podcasts here in the United States. Today in the business end, coming back for his second appearance, it's Eric Winalda. I was on his podcast. He was on mine. We always have a spirited conversation that can go in 20 different directions. No different here. And a lot to talk about, including the Christian Pulisic situation at Chelsea, including the CONCACAF Champions League final. Is this it? The importance, the pressure on the Seattle Sounders to complete the job here. Something that I predicted all the way back in February that was going to happen. Now they got to finish for my sake. And also what's going to happen with Jesse Marsh and Leeds? A lot of brouhaha-ing, so let's get into the show. This is the Soccer OG. Vamos! Welcome back. Uh, no stoppage time this week because I recorded the interview with Eric Ronaldo and lo and behold, it went long, but good long. You know, I don't want to stop. I want to do, I got to have a format to this podcast, obviously. You got to stay consistent to it. But, uh, you know, I want to hit it at an hour. And if the guest and the conversation's good, then we stay with it. It's always good. It's just up to me. Sometimes I just, uh, I, uh, I get really immersed into it and that's it. So we have some good conversations coming there. I also want to remind you to check out the Soccer OG on YouTube. Under my name, Max Bretos. Go right now. Go check out any of the videos. A new video that will be previewing the CONCACAF Champions League. Seattle Sounders and Pumas coming up on Wednesday. That will be out. So check that and uh, like it and subscribe there. Why not? If you're you're doing the podcast, you might as well do the YouTube. It's a package deal, baby. We'll talk about the CONCACAF Champions Final. It's such an interesting tournament because there's, uh, to me, this is, well, let's just start with that. And there's, um, it has evolved. It's been dominated by Liga MX teams to the point where, you know, it's both finalists are from Mexico to the point where three out of four semifinalists are from Mexico or even more. It's very frustrating for Major League Soccer, but we've gone through a lot in the sense that there was a time when making the CONCACAF Champions League, it wasn't a priority and the managers would play a second team and they would focus on MLS because in MLS, that's where they buttered their bread. That's where you keep your job. You want to keep your bosses happy by showing them that you're doing well in the league. The CONCACAF Champions League was gravy. Clearly, it became a bigger priority over the last three, four years. And it became paramount and enormous for the clubs, but more so for the league, right? The league needs it. The league needs everything possible to raise its profile. And there's small things that they can do and there's bigger things and there's almost impossible things. For me, for example, one day having promotion relegation. I know that sounds crazy, but I've been convinced of it because you see what's happening in these European leagues and the excitement. And we're going to talk about what's happening in the Premier League because there's an American involved. And what is happening there and how we have interest with a month to go. And that's, well, they have a great league race, certainly going on right now in England, but the top two with City and Liverpool. But what's happening at the bottom? I mean, we look at the images with Everton this weekend. It was emotions running over, no? So maybe one day. That's a big picture thing. But a small picture thing is winning the CONCACAF Champions League. And in one way, it, it, it gets the laughing stock image of MLS out. You can't say, look, you guys have been beaten to a pulp by League MX year in, year out. Well, it doesn't happen. And I'm a true believer, if one MLS team wins, it'll set things off for more to do it. And then MLS could go on a tear here because now these clubs see that there's a pathway and there's less excuses. It used to be, it starts at the wrong time of the season. That's been adjusted here. Uh, The rosters are getting a bit stronger. The right teams are qualifying. I mean, this was a tournament where You know, New England had that cataclysmic result against Pumas. 
But New York City FC, and look, New York City FC did the same thing that the Seattle Sounders did. They invested everything in the CONCACAF Champions League. As soon as they got knocked out by the Sounders, they have won three straight in Major League Soccer, and they scored like 16 goals, 15 goals. That's no accident. They prioritized the CONCACAF Champions League. They never used to prioritize these MLS clubs because it didn't make any sense because you, you put the eggs in that basket and then you get fired as a manager or a coach. But all these teams really gave a push for it. Montreal is, is another one that certainly did. And I think that's going to be the case moving forward. And the perception has changed and the methodology of how to approach this tournament has changed in a big way. But Seattle's going to do it. I think they do it. I think they do it with some comfort. I think they win 3-1. You know, the first leg was bananas because it's uh, it's Pumas out, uh, out of sight, 2-0, and then a 99th minute equalizer via penalty? That never happens. Uh, the referees using VAR, by the way, they didn't used to use VR and uh, VAR, and all of a sudden they're using VAR multiple times in that first leg. And the one kicker was when the referee went over Told by the VAR official, yeah, you should look at this and maybe overturn it. He looked at it and then didn't overturn it. That never happens. It was just weird. Weird in a good way. You know, you got CONCACAF. Well, this time League MX got CONCACAF. And MLS pushed forward. So I think it's it's it was perfectly set up. The Seattle Sounders have a rock solid, and we'll talk about it here with Eric Winaldo, a rock solid front six. Everyone's playing. They have pop off their bench. You know, I mean, we had Rui Diaz and Lodeiro and Rusnak and Morris all had injury issues. Not so much um, uh, Rusnak. Uh, and then all these guys are put together. Uh, the back four, rock solid. Ariaga and Yamar, who had to get fit. Nuhu and who am I forgetting? Who's the right back? Oh, uh, Roldan. And the two Roldans. So everything's perfect. So if it doesn't work out Seattle's way, then, wow, we have a huge problem. So because of that, so much pressure on the Sounders. They are obligated to win. Is that too strong? They are obligated to win. They are the... Uh, they are the... They are the... The trademark team, I don't know if that's the right word. They are the, the benchmark team in Major League Soccer. If you had to pick a team to play in a big final, it would be the Sounders. And look, I work for LAFC, and we've had a big discussion about this because I sent a tweet that said, let's go Sounders, because I think it's important enough for the league that everyone who supports a different team, even the fans in Portland, although I know it's impossible for them to pull for Seattle, but many would say it's impossible for LAFC or the Galaxy or San Jose any of them to pull for the Sounders. No one likes the Sounders, right? The Sounders don't like any of these teams. But this is an exception they have to make. So I'm pulling for them. It is so massively important. Some people are still pushing back, but I guarantee you we can't wait for your club to win it. We got to win it now. Whew. Other big story here. Um, there's a lot. You know, we're, we're bracing here because we're heading into the last few weeks of many leagues. Real Madrid clinched. Bayern Munich clinched. The English league is going to go to the very end. Um, the Italian league is going to probably go to the very end. So we have some meat on the bone still. But Jesse Marsh and Leeds were an incredible story. Leeds were unbeaten in five straight. This weekend, we're at home. Got smashed by Manchester City. No shame in that. That happens to everybody. They hung in there in the first half a bit, and then it finally got away from them. So Leeds probably felt like they did enough. However... Here comes Burnley. They fire. We talked about it. They fire uh, their manager, Sean Deitch, and everyone was outraged. Well, they've won three straight since. So now they're in 16th. Watford and Norwich are gone. Burnley's in 16th at 34 points. Leeds 17th with 34 points. Everton's 18th with 32. Everton has a game in hand, and Everton just beat Chelsea, and their schedule's the most favorable. Everton is staying up. So Everton has a game at Leicester, at Watford, home to Brentford, home to Crystal Palace, away to Arsenal. They're going to move in front here at some point because of that extra game. They're staying up. That's why that victory over Chelsea was so massive. So it comes down to Leeds and Burnley. Burnley have home Villa. Then they travel to Tottenham. Then they travel to Villa. Then they're at home to Newcastle. Tricky 
But Leeds are going to have to win, get more points than Burnley. And it's going to be hard. They travel to Arsenal, then home to Chelsea. Arsenal's obviously got everything to play for. Less uh, Leeds then host Brighton, tough team to play, then travel to Brentford. Brentford's been one of the re- revival teams, if not the revival team, along with Newcastle. It doesn't look good for Leeds. It really doesn't. And what makes it worse is their goal differential. When this was the problem with Marcelo Bielsa, minus 34 goal differential. Everton's minus 20. Burnley's minus 15. So goal differential is going to kill Leeds. They have to win at least two of these games, if not more. And Jesse Marsh has done so fantastically. And it's so frustrating because despite that, he may not save Leeds. And they love him there. And, well, we love him. But this is... If he can keep them up, it's a bigger achievement than anything a player, American player, can do right now. I mean, even with Pulisic going to the final, because if Jesse Marsh gets this job done in these circumstances, and he shows that a love, a, a club can fall in love with you, and a media base can, because they're they're endearing them to him, you hear all these beautiful things said about him. That uh, this is a huge game changer for how every American is perceived. More so than the players, because we know there's talented players. This is the one that was unexpected, and here it is happening. So uh, two big stories to develop. The other one, Christian Pulisic, which I also talk about when Alda. I always said that he, he didn't work out with Thomas Tuchel. People said, no, give it time. I still think he stays with Chelsea. I think he has to change how he uh, uh, approaches the game and how he plays a position. But uh, he's down the pecking order, and now his dad, you know, speaking about this situation saying well Christian loves it's so disappointing because Christian loves London and he loves this club and if his dad's saying that that means it's coming from his son because those two are very close and clearly the frustration of his son is being verbalized by his father so it's not great we'll talk about where he might go coming up let's get to the business end man I thought this would be a quiet week was I wrong finally here in Los Angeles I just came back from the LAFC Minnesota United game Bank of California Stadium. Friday, they had Angel City. Sunday, they had LAFC. Both victories. Both times, the stadium was packed. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable what this sport has become. And have this stadium that is just buzzing for a whole weekend. It's like a music festival. A festival of football. It was awesome to be there. The Soccer OG. Subscribe, rate, review. Coming up, it's The Business End with Eric Ronaldo. the business end and joining me for the second time although it's like a third time because i was on his podcast for the win in uh beautiful las vegas it's eric winaldo ladies and gentlemen fresh off a huge victory with your 2004s winning a trophy winning the state trophy in in nevada congratulations yeah it's it's been a good day so far uh yes i outcoached the other guy i i did that wasn't hard uh, but I had a great team. These, these guys have been together for a long time. They were a good team, but they hadn't won this trophy in five tries. So when you say five tries, this is when they were in yes, the, uh, the under 16s, under 15s, that yeah, group. They've been together since they were 10 or 11, I think. I don't know, but they, they went to the state cup final game uh, five times uh, as a group, and they had never won until today. So it was a special moment for now, you know, not, you know how that is. It's not even the, the boys. It's it's their families. It's their oh, parents. Of course. And, um, you know, I, I'm going to tweet it out later today. Uh, I we you know, we did the we did the, the I guess we're calling it the Jesse Marsh huddle uh, after the game. And then, uh, you know, did the ole, 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 championes. Um, and it was so it was great, you know, because it's it's this is the team I took over last June and we won regionals, we won nationals, and now they're officially uh, of the, the state cup champions. So I'm, I'm really proud of these guys. You should be. Hey, you're a good coach, Eric. You've gotten results everywhere and you do it at different levels, which is hard. So, uh, and I can see that I can see the joy in your face for sharing this moment with these kids. No, it's look, I, and here's the thing. And, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. This is a mimosa. It is Sunday, uh, so you might I might be a little bit uh, more direct today because uh, the filter is off. But that's and and that's and, the filter. Wait a minute, and, and wait a minute. The filter's always off. The filter's always off. Come on now. Wait a second. I thought this guy had no filter. I, although I do, I'm smart enough to to have one filter. 
which is usually a strainer. So you're still going to get some seeds, but uh, all the filters are off. I, I am extremely happy. I just sent my family to uh, go have ice cream with, with the in-laws. Um, so grandma and grandpa are here spending some time with, with the, the little ones. And we've talked about this. I mean, I got six kids. I mean, this is, what, is, what was I thinking? I mean, I don't know how. So you basically, because we were going to do this podcast, you needed quiet in your house and you said, everybody right. out, get ice cream. I appreciate that, Eric. That's, That's a big time move for me. No, and, and you know, I, thanks to grandma and grandpa. My wife is out of town. She's at a convention. She's an attorney. She's the big timer in this house, if you really ask me. But um, it, it's, it, it's like I told you before, it's like clockwork sometimes because I'm very military with my kids. I, I, you know, we're up, we're out of bed. We make our beds before we leave the house um there's there's things that i do you bounce I, a quarter off of it to make sure it's properly made it's it's not that crazy but it's it's i, I i'll just sit there and look at the bed and like we're not leaving until that happens so you know let's let's do wow, it man and you know mom's mom's pretty you know she gets to be she's a little bit more lax than me but i like i like you know and, and when it comes to being on time you know, it's, it's, it, my dad used to say, this train's leaving in five minutes, you know, and I, I, it's, it's still with me, you know? So, um, yeah, there's that part of it, but I just sent them out of here. But the funny part is, and, and I, I have no problem saying this because my wife will never see this. I hope not, but my, my, so she's out of town, right? So the in-laws come over and they're like, wow, you're whispering now. Really clean. I'm like, yeah, I'm the clean one. Your so daughter, you do, you, not so much. So you I, get I, in there, with, you get in there with like a toothbrush and clean the the grills and oh i'm dude i'm i'm the tiling I, i'm doing the dishes i i look, that's just making that's just beds crazy. and doing dishes this sounds terrible eric it's not if you actually care about how you live you know <laughs> it's, 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 i i don't look at it that way like what i like what i care about like when i'm a coach right and and i come into the locker room and i i really take stock of that i i watch how guys act because when they are not taking care of their stuff and, 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 you know, and, and you see how they are or you see how they dress or they see how they just don't care about certain things. These are, these are you know, character flaws that I, I really drill into because ultimately I've never really had a big team. I've never had a big budget. I've always been developing players for that next, um, that next step. And that's really what it's about for me. It's like, look, I'm going to, teach you how to play soccer. And I'm also going to have to teach you how to act because when you go to a real club where they're hopefully spending a lot of money for you to be there, you can't act like this. I treat yeah. my kids the same way. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I think it was the most embarrassing moments when my kid doesn't say yes, sir, or thank you. Um, and it's, 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 it's the way it, it's the way it needs to be. You know? no, I, I hear you there. And my, my son, I have to work on it because his thing now, I go, let's go, let's go. And he's like, Give me one second. He says, give me one second for everything. And it drives me crazy. And I, no, 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 don't give me one second. He's, oh, hold on, hold on. I know he's going to be like this for the rest of his life. And, and it's my fault. I just dropped my phone. It's not your fault. It's, it's, look, I mean, you can always blame your wife. I mean, that's, that's what I do. Yeah, I do it. Bitch. It is her fault. It is her fault. <laughs> She's like, oh, it's okay. He's, he has to do one thing before he leaves. I go, no, he should have done that already. No, Late. Is, hey, listen, I'm, don't, let's, don't get me wrong. This is a new era. I see it a lot in the modern. Yeah, I, I, era. What I'm doing is the norm. You are the exception. Thank goodness you're out there. Well, no, what I mean is this is a different world. Kids look, view the world very differently. And um, I see it a lot in, in young soccer players who uh, act so entitled as if, as oh, if yeah. we're doing them a favor, you know, and it's, it's, you know, sometimes there has to be a slap back into reality. Um, you know, I read something the other day. It was a good quote. It was the hardest challenge that our children face today is having manners without seeing them. Mm. And I having think manners without they have manners, them. but they don't see what they're doing. Right. So like, uh, now we have to handle this right now because my son is in there. He's the only one here. He knows I'm doing a podcast, but he's playing FIFA. So this is how I dad. You ready? He turned down the ice cream. He yeah, said, I'm playing go. FIFA. Right in. Braden, that's enough. There you go. Well, did he really okay. wait? Did wait? Did he do anything? Oh, or are you just saying that's he, enough for the sake of saying that's noise. enough? He's making noise, and I, he knows that I'm doing this podcast. And out of respect for you, he needs to be quiet. But he's on the phone. He's actually playing with his older brother, 
So they, they get a little crazy and, and they get into this FIFA stuff. And, you know, but no, the thing is, do you know who said that? You know, that, that saying of the hardest challenge that our children face today is having manners without seeing them. Fred Astaire said that 60 years ago. We started with Fred. I, was, I thought you were going to say Frederick Nietzsche. Yeah. <laughs> See, like, I love it when you go culture on me. But no, but the, the fact that this problem has been around so long, um, it, it bothers me sometimes. And I, I do think, I do think as far as my kids, um, it's, it's really important that, that they're always respectful. I mean, the two, I mean, I agree. That's team, at the top. That's at very near the top of my list. When I don't see that, I lose my marbles. Yeah. No. And, and, and you, what, what you hate is you lose your marbles at the Italian restaurant and you, you're like, are you serious? Or, now you have to do it in public, which I hate that. That's, I never want to do that. So there, there's these moments where you, until I hear all four of those doors shut, dad's never going to get mad. But now, cause I don't want to do it in front of other people. That's not their problem. But like, there will be moments where I'll be like, are you kidding me? Did you just not say thank you? Or like, like I'll have the lemonade. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. I, oh, yeah. Wait, oh, yeah. What? You know, so it, it's, it's those moments that, but I, I think, look, in, you know, when, when you coach a team, for example, or you manage uh, adults, you manage men when you're a coach. I always tell them we start with one thing. We accept each other and we respect each other. If we can get those two things right, um, then we're off to a good start. And that, and we, the other thing that I always do in my teams is I, I say that front door, that when you come into our locker room, you treat that like you have just walked through some sort of purifier because you're going to leave all of your shit and all of the things that are making your life miserable. I don't care if it's your wife. I don't care if it's your girlfriend. I don't care if it's your dog. It does not come into this locker room. And when one, once it happens, when I have guys that have played for me, they understand that whole negative to neutral, neutral to positive, which what that means is, is if, if people are, are acting negative, you got to bring them to neutral immediately. You got to neutralize their negativity and then somehow figure out a way to, to turn that neutral to positive. So it can, becomes a productive day. And that's, that's just kind of the way this household is. That's why I had to kick them out because I got a six-year-old and a seven-year-old who are, are probably at Baskin Robbins right now. Um, knuckling down in some rocky road which is good (laughs) well i didn't know we're gonna have a we're gonna have a full breakdown of parenting 101 but this is all useful information i'm glad we're sharing it but i'm glad i could help and we're doing this by the way we're doing this on a sunday as you mentioned uh i have an lafc game coming up i'm not calling it but i go it was been a big weekend here they had the angel city game on friday so it's a it's a it's a good la soccer weekend so we're excited was jennifer garner a part of that she was I there. Saw, she was in the capo stand at the. They're all there. By the way, I'm watching a. <laughs> I'm watching the new Nashville Stadium. They're playing Philadelphia. Yeah. And it was uh, Reese Witherspoon, and she looks very severe. She's got these glasses on, and she's doing very polite claps at the plays. She'll, and, she'll uh, it out. I like oh, the way Garner handled it. Garner got a little dance going. She yeah. Said, yeah. You know what? I liked her commercials. I I think you know I don't know enough about her, but she seems like. Uh, well, she stopped working. She stopped working and she does those Capital One commercials and she's probably raking it in. And oh, I just yeah. sit there and go, wow, you've it's done like, it. It's like the, um, you the have made one? it. There's who's the other one that's, um, that's raking it in. Is it, it's not the, um, it's one of the, it's not male or female. It's a female. And it's not, it's not T-Mobile. It's one of the, um, Oh, there's that AT&T girl who I don't yeah. know her name, but she is just is in everything. And then the progressive yeah, Russian or something, but she's she's yeah, and she's a little bit like, you know, like like alter ego. Apparently she's not she's she's a little bit wild in her real life, but uh, which is interesting. But there's an actor who does uh, he just stopped acting and he does all the Home Depot commercial voiceovers because I recognize him. He's like a southern oh, actor. Dude, I can't. OK, don't even go there. This is the guy. From I, I forgot his name. I don't want to know his name. I hate him only because of the Ford versus him. Ferrari. He was the guy from Ford versus Ferrari. Ferrari, and he was the uh, Lee Iacocca's or, or, or Ford's right hand man, and he had all the. Oh my god! And now I and I hear his Josh, voice. Josh Lucas. If that's the guy, I hate that guy. He was, <laughs> in a, you know, I, oh god, he's just. I, I, it's just because it's because that guy exists everywhere. He's in every club. He's in every company. He's, yes. he's always that 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 guy that's the the oh just you were right. I, I, Ford, Ford versus Ferrari. He played movie. Leo Beebe. Right. 
Yeah, uh, I just, just anyhow. I, I mean, he's I made it. He doesn't do a lot of movies anymore. He makes his money from Home Depot because he's in every spot. So there you go. Right, right. But in that movie, he is a complete d bag, and I can't take it. <laughs> I, I, it was so bad because it's always the guy that says, "Well, you know, this is the way we're going to do it." And uh, you, you know, as as far as is the the actors and the, the acting was amazing. Matt Damon was 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 terrific. Uh, and and, the, and just just the, the the BS you had to deal with just to to, to figure out how they were going to do it. And go watch the movie again, Ford versus Ferrari. It's it's a terrific movie. It really is because it's about hey, it doesn't matter if you want to win, you're going to have to do it one way. And and the scene where Matt Damon takes out Ford and and he and in the car and and he's crying like a like a you know just a little baby and he goes, I had no idea that. You got to actually do that. I really don't want to watch this movie again, but you're making me feel like I have to because I was like okay with you it. You have to. Oh my god, you have to. Um, uh, Bale was terrific. Bale's terrific. I mean, I know apparently he's really hard to work with, and he's got a lot of issues yeah. Around. He's. Uh, I don't care. He was so good in this movie. I, I I loved him in this movie. I loved his whoever played his wife too. It was just such a. It was such a great, it was a well-made movie. I loved it because it, it really reminded me of how horrible sometimes it is trying to get across the line and having to deal with people that are so political that they have to they have to alter everything that you do just to, to find their their company bottom line. And I, that stuff drives me you know, nuts. You know what movie came out around the same time and when it's on TV, I watch it all the time, is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the Tarantino yes. one. That's a good one. Yes. Not when I, I always, it's on. I always, I'll come back. I'm going to watch like 20, 30 minutes. And when, so, and when I first watched it, I was like, it's a good movie, but now I'm really into it. I really yeah, it's, appreciate it's, it. It's that one. And then there was another one. I think Spacey was in with like LA Confidential, which oh, was really classic. Oh, corrupt cops. <laughs> terrible. I got to, we're, we're, we're doing everything about soccer. I, ask I, me something about soccer. Okay. Let me ask you something. Cause it just, so I heard on this Nashville game, it is the 23rd soccer specific stadium built for major league soccer clubs, which is pretty amazing. And I think about when you were playing, you played at the, the Spartan stadiums of the world, <laughs> the uh, giant oh, stadium. We played at Ohio State. Ohio, Ohio State. State. You played all these. I mean, do you get Do you have to get a little envious? You see these beautiful state-of-the-art venues and nice tracks and beautiful surfaces and covered roofs and it's it's. You're, I mean, are you it's, trying to make me bitter? Is that what you? No, I don't want to make you bitter. I mean, are you proud? Are you or you you could also say answer it this way. I built the foundation so that this was all possible. Oh, come on. Stop. I'm not Kobe Jones. I, I don't have that ego. I don't care. I'm not, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not going to go there. What I will say about the new stadiums is, are you having a conversation with somebody? Is somebody. Yeah, my son. <laughs> see, it's you're breaking the fourth wall. He came it's in here and he was about kids. to, see, I usually no, do I, this. I, I would say this. Here's what's interesting about all that. What's, what's interesting. As MLS came into this, and we were all a part of it, we tried to build it. And, and, and but stadiums, whatnot. If you really look at who's winning this thing, and this is going to be a great transition to talk about Seattle, but who's actually winning in Major League Soccer? Are they soccer-specific stadiums? No, they're not. We're going yeah, well, to. I hate that term. I hate that term too. And like, well, what does it mean? What it doesn't mean anything. And then the well, the MLS, they the MLS folks are very thousand seats that will never be big enough for a World Cup. Congratulations. Well, it's the the terminologies or some of the things when the new stadiums come out. I'm like, it just doesn't do it for me. I would rather it be. It is you know ge geographically specific. This is the the loudest venue in the South or something like that. And then the soccer specific thing is very exclusive, you know, exclusive, inclusive. No, it's exclusive because it's, exclusive. it's like people like, I'm not a soccer fan. I don't know what this means. I just, I just want to find ways to bring it all in. And then for instance, when Charlotte had their first game, it was like the largest soccer uh, crowd to see a game in MLS history. And I'm like, who, who cares? It's <laughs> you, you need lasting power. They lost one nothing, and everybody went home happy. And I was like, "This country ain't real yet." I mean, I, we're not. Look at the way that the Everton fans acted today. Look at the way that they reacted to a win that doesn't even put them in a safe spot yet. That just, just what that that club means. I mean, watching Men in Blazers. I'm watching my boy over there lose his mind today, but <laughs> he's an Evertonian. But I mean, look, Jesse Marsh is going to get relegated. He's going to get See, relegated. I, oh, man. You He's know what? He's going to get relegated. We're going to pivot really quickly. I want to get back to the same, but so you have four teams. 
Uh, Everton is two points, three teams. Everton's two teams are getting relegated, Norwich and Watford. Everton is two points behind Leeds and Burnley. Correct. And Everton's got a game in hand. And Leeds have to play, I think, Arsenal, Chelsea, and Brighton. And Arsenal and Chelsea have stuff to play for. And then Burnley, you know, they 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 got rid of Sean Dyche and everyone's like, oh my God. And they haven't lost a game since that happened. So it turned right. out to be the right move. But I, I'm with you, man. I, I go, Everton's probably going to be safe because they have that extra game and I think they're going to win it. And Leeds, ugh, I'm really, Look, I don't know I about you. I'm I really pulling for you're Jesse. Gonna me, you're going to get me crazy because... Are you pulling for Jesse or are you like indifferent? Of course I'm pulling for Jesse, but because if he I, if he's if he keeps them up, this is uh, you know a game changer, especially under these circumstances, because he would have kept them up in and the Leeds fans love him, but that can change really quickly if they get relegated. They get it's relegated, they year. hate him like that. It's suddenly like <laughs> get this guy out of here. No, and that's the way the world should work. You know, it, it, I I I'm I'm not I look the world should work like that. Yeah, but look, because you have to be accountable, and it's really difficult for Jesse Marsh to go. He goes to Austria. He, he's there for a couple of years. Isn't even sure if Holland's a good player. I mean, I remember having this conversation with him going, are you serious? So, And then he goes to Leipzig. I tell all my friends, well, this is going to last about 10 games. Everybody goes, come on, man. Why are you so – I'm like, no, this is what's going to happen. It's it lasted right around 10 games. You know, Everton interviewed, interviewed Jesse Marsh. They, were, they wanted him, and then That's he right. didn't like their plan. So, I mean, here's the problem that I have with it. And this is going to make me sound like an arrogant, you know, SOB. But I, I'm, I'm looking at a league in Major League Soccer with a bunch of guys who probably have, by my guesstimation, somewhere between one-fifth and one-sixth of the amount of knowledge that I have. And I, I watch it, and, I, and, and, it's, and I, I'm my, my buddies call me, and they ask me for advice. What would you do? And sometimes, and even guys like, you know, I talked to Bob Bradley, for example, and, and Bob, Bob is Bob. I mean, we're, 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 we're still going to build our, our route mush, Rushmore of, of MLS coaches and he's going to be in it. And it's Ziggy and, and, and Bruce. And, and I played for all three of those guys. And I can tell you without hesitation, there are things that they don't know that they still have to learn. And that's, and that's, that's my reality. I'm watching Jesse Marsh, who was a teammate and is a very good friend. I love his family, Kim and the kids and everything. I was there when Emerson was born. And to, to, to try and figure out in my mind, how is it possible that the guy that was in the Chicago locker room that I would go, dude, shut up. You know what the hell you're talking about? <laughs> is now the one the coach, guy the manager of Leeds. we're all looking to, to, to prove that American coaches know what they're doing. Now, did he go through a system that he put himself this, in that position no, to be the, the guy Red Bull system that he stole that he's now implementing this idea in, in various places. And it's good. It's a Ralph Reiernick idea of, of guess what? This is a new company. Let me teach everybody the software. This is create chaos soccer. It's not anything amazing. It's, it's not, it's, it's nothing special. It's actually something out of a book. So when I see this kind of stuff, Right. And I coach today. I coached an 04 team against a team that they never beaten before. And I'm making moves within the game that the players are going, really? And they've never done it before. And I don't care. I'm the, the kids trust me. I'm going to say, stay right here. Don't move. Do not move. Say, but coach, my guys, I, I don't care if that's your guy. They're going to turn over the ball and you're going to be in a good spot. Boom, turnover, bang, down, goal. Looks at me and goes, what the heck? And I'm like, I, the game itself. It's such a simple game. We have all these coaches out there that are complicating it, showing up with these PowerPoint presentations. Man, Greg Berhalter, he could talk a dog out of a bush and back in again. He's good at that. I mean, <laughs> it's like that? you don't even know. <laughs> you don't even know what you're talking I've about. I've never heard anymore. that expression. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's, it's like, come on, man. I mean, you're going to reinvent the game by inverting a, a right back? <laughs> Really? Like I, if I coach, I feel I you, man. Coach, and, I, I, and I have arguments about tactics. You don't know about tactics. And I'm like, dude, it's, 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 it's about effort. You get to put these guys in the position. Oh, okay. You're going to play with wing backs. You're going to play with back three. Tactics. I mean, what is tactics? Okay. But okay. Overloads, you know, I mean, like, that's just, but there's a little key phrase right now, but the, 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 you know, when I did my, when I did my testing for my a license, apparently Oh, I had to break down the Mexico um, uh, uh, U.S. game that was in Atlanta, I believe, and Tata beat us one nothing. I think uh, DeSantos got the goal, and I broke down the game, and I destroyed Tim Marine 
and Michael Bradley in my presentation because they were the wrong two people for that game. And my point was, is that our coach didn't have the balls to sit those guys and to actually engage on the left side. And the longer we didn't engage on the left side, we were going to get scored on, on that side. And I actually proved my point through my, my presentation. And these guys are sitting back looking at me like going, um, well, you do realize we're recording this thing, right? I'm like, look, I'm just trying to tell you, this is why we lost the game because we, we didn't have a, a dynamic player and Michael was past it at that point. And it should have been a McKenzie or an Adams type that had more energy to bring into that spot that could get us out of trouble. And Tim Ream never went forward once because our coach basically said, I'm afraid. And nobody wants to say that. That was a Gold Cup final, you said? Yeah, the one nothing lost. And, right. and we had a couple of chances. Josie missed a chance pretty early. But I mean, I've, I, I analyzed the entire game over and over again. I'll, I'll send privately, I'll send you the damn uh, presentation. <laughs> 42 pages long. And it's because hey, I, I, I got some time to kill there. Oh, no, yeah, but, but then you well, welcome to my mind. Some, you know, some light reading. <laughs> no, but it's, I'll tell you this. You, you, what you find with people like me is that I see stuff, man. I am, I am sixth sense. I can't help it. I don't know how I do it, but I can fix a game on the fly. And I, I prepare my players to do that. I don't see that. I don't see that Pablo Mastroani. And you're never, by the way, you're never going to see that Pablo Mastroani. Sorry, <laughs> newsflash. And because he, he's, he doesn't know. It's, it's not his like control. I mean, Ezra Henderson is like, we're all scratching our head. Like, why have they scored six goals in 10 games? I don't know. You want yeah. me to tell I, you? I, I, I don't know what Ezra, look, Ezra's done a nice job great in a guy. sense. He's a great, great he's done guy. a nice job in the sense that they, they're getting some results. Although that team's hitting a wall and the, the way they play is a bit, it's unwatchable. It's unwatched. And I don't think I, I don't but, hey, want that what? in the league. We got a great goalkeeper. Well, look, they Ooh. took three By shots the way, today. They took three was, shots today, and two of them went in. He made one save. So let's get off yeah. the video. I'm I, on I the was all over Gaga Slodina. I'm I'm definitely pulling the reins back. He's a kid and he can get better, but I can't put that pressure on him because he's oh, he's looking like a 17-year-old. I actually think he's pretty damn good. I I, I think I, so too, I, but I just said let's I mean, I don't want to put pressure on him because he's gonna happen. He's a 17-year-old kid. That's the difference. If I see talent, I'm like, no, I don't want to. But I, I want to think fine. like you, but when I see the age, I'm like, and I get so much pushback when I do say, oh, he, I give grief and he goes, he's 17. And I'm like, man, there's players all over the world that are delivering. He's a professional soccer player. He signed the contract. You're right. I want to withdraw my earlier comment. Bad thing. I, I, are we going to start getting text messages from Mark Pulisic because it, Gaga isn't playing? I mean, come on, knock it off. Okay, so you bring that up, and there was an article. I, I read it in the mirror. I don't know if it was in the mirror, but uh, Mark Pulisic, um, the, uh, the father of Christian, uh, right. opens up about the Chelsea situation. I've always said that uh, maybe it's not ideal because he, he gets played in so many hybrid-type positions, and now he plays very, very little. And he, uh, uh, the, the, Mark Pulisic was saying uh, about the 23-year-olds, 33 appearances across all competitions – 17 off the bench, lack of consistent playing time, even though he's been healthy. And uh, that was a continuation this Sunday. So, I mean, it kind of suggested maybe, like what, what I suggested, I, just at an earlier point, and I don't think it's going to happen because the price tag, whether Christian Pulisic maybe should put in a transfer request or go out. What do you, what do you think is next Barcelona. for Christian Pulisic? Barcelona tomorrow. I love that move, but no, I, yeah, because and is, is, are the, are the numbers going to add up? I mean, I no. you know probably not. And, and by the way, Mina died. So we like, let's pay respect to one of the greatest agents of all time who basically got people to pay twice of what everybody's worth. Holland's agent, Pogba's agent. Why did, but, by the way, by the way, Mina, and that's absolutely tragic. And when I see him, he was 54. You're 52. I'm 50. He it. looked like he was 70. And I wonder if you're too much work and too much pressure. I don't know oh, what no, it was. No, 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 That guy was total, total mafia, man. He came in and said, you're going to do exactly what I say. Or I'm it's, still a, it's still a high, it's a, uh, it is a I demanding, just it's a demanding job, especially if you're the top agent in sports, arguably. I think he was probably drinking too much and eating the wrong foods. That, but that's, that, what I, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's a high pressure thing. So you're not going to sit there and exercise and take care of yourself because you're grinding and grinding. And I saw the, 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 the I saw him in recently in a video and I even thought about it. I go, man, he's, that's a tough life, even though you're no, making crazy money. Listen, it's not tough. Latan, like, I mean, you know, everybody will, will vouch for the guy. The guy, the guy fought for his guys, but I mean, that, that's not the point. What, what I would say is, 
if we're going back to Pulisic, if Pulisic goes to Barcelona, let's face it, the modern world, it, 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 people, people in the business know how stupid Americans are. Sorry, Americans. Now, here's the reason why that, that, that comment is true, is because if we come out and say, Christian Pulisic signed with Barcelona, right? It, the, the, the internet's going it's, it's gonna to be like this unbelievable thing. He's like the new Rakitic or whatever the hell he is. But it doesn't matter. All that dumb Americans know is that, isn't that where that guy Messi Alla or was, where, what's he from? What's oh, he from? come on. We're not, hey, we, might, we may not be the sharpest tool in the sheds. We're not that dumb. If he puts on a Barcelona shirt, if he puts on a Barcelona shirt, all we know is, and all we're going to do is, is we're going to pretend like he's the next coming. Because Messi, you can't get Messiah without Messi. Let's face it, that guy with that guy's ridiculous. But Christian Pulisic, this is a shirt deal. That's all this is. Oh boy. Is, that's all that's happening here. And it's a bigger brand than For Chelsea. Chelsea. Chelsea's a shirt deal. It was. Why did he change his number twice? <laughs> well, I will and, 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 and a number ten Chelsea shirt. It, look, and, and we know that the, there's the marketplace for American fans is very good, it. and we see the World Cup ticket sales, and Americans are at the top of the list. So there is a dollar sign I attached to this. I get it. I could prove it right now. I could. I could ask my son to open his door and say, "Can you bring me the Christian Pulisic jerseys?" And we'll have the twenty-two from from uh, Dortmund, right? We'll have that one, and then we'll have the the. the the uniform that he wore with Chelsea two years ago, and then we'll have the ten, then we'll have the national team jersey. We got them all. So you're you're the he, sap who you're the sap who bought them all. No, okay, no, <laughs> grandma bought them. I wasn't going to buy them, but but that the point is, if I ask my son who your favorite players are, he's going to say he's going to say Christian Pulisic, and for rightly so. But he but he, you know when I asked him who his favorite player was, he actually said Alfonso Davies first. I got a little oh, upset. Interesting. Like, he's Canadian. We can't do that. But but you know. But it's wait. It's so. I, I, I still think Christian Pulisic stays at Chelsea and it's going to be more frustration and then we're going to get closer. And, you know, Mark Pulisic said six months, big six months ahead. He stays at Chelsea. He's not going to be that, be in that sharp frame of mind going in the World Cup because I don't think he's going to jump ahead of guys like Havertz and Mount and uh, Timo Werner starting to play better. And who knows if they bring some other guys in? Who knows if Lukaku starts to become the, the guy Timo that they Werner expected? Timo Werner doesn't even have to play better, Max. He's German. There's a German. There's a yeah. But if he goes to Barcelona, you know he could find a similar situation because this is a team with a lot of. Do you think he's an everyday player there? Xavi's different, man, and 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 he's proven that. I think his track record since he arrived, they just play in a better style of football. And you know, if you look at the 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 setup and the style of football that they play, Christian would be much far better suited. Would he play regularly? You see, I don't, I don't care, to be honest. Uh, all I care about is when he plays, does he have his inclusion in the match? I mean, if Mark Pulisic wants to say, well, my son's not playing enough. Dude, this isn't your under-14 youth game, okay? Shut up, Dad. I mean, okay. seriously. You don't well, get to do that. This is a professional outfit where, where Thomas Tuchel watches his team and makes decisions. And that's, that's the situation. Thomas Tuchel also had Christian Pulisic. At Dortmund, people forget that he was a part of that team. That even when when Klopp was there. So the reality is that this relationship has been going on a long time. You know, like the fact that Kai Havertz and, and, and Timo Werner is there now, and and Rudiger, for for example, even though he's going to leave for for a big number, the, and Rudiger's leaving the, too, right? Rudiger's going trust. to Real. Yeah, but there's trust there, and it, if it doesn't exist with Christian with Thomas Tuchel, he's not going to play him. This guy's job's on the line. He wants to win games. And he looks, he looks at his bench and he says, who's going to win the game for me? If, he, if, we, if we all say, well, it's got to be Christian. If Thomas Tuchel doesn't believe that, then, then he's the wrong guy. So then go to a different club where, where you're going to be appreciated more by your manager. Well, I mean, and, and you don't want to send him to Atleti or, or somewhere like Unai Emery where these guys just sit back and defend and counter. Well, what about a backtrack? What about like going back to Germany and playing for... Uh... Bayern. Fifth, Bayern, Bayern, I think Bayern, I think you get more minutes because Barcelona, I'm looking at it. This was their lineup today. Uh, Ferran Torres, winger, Obama Yang, traditional number nine, Memphis Depay, kind of hybrid nine, uh, can tuck underneath. And then you have Busquets, the back of the midfield, and you have Frankie de Jong and Gavi. And then you have Dembele, Ansu Fati's coming back, Adama Traore. So there's guys that he can get ahead of, but I think it feels very similar to Chelsea as to where he could go. Yeah. 
Um, I don't really want him to go back to the Bundesliga, but I do want to see him where he can play. I think Byron's a, he has a shot there. Uh, after that, I mean, he can't go back to Dortmund. Uh, they they open with both arms. But listen, you know, I think, I think in Mark Pulisic's uh, tweet about he loves London, he also yeah, I mean, he did. Then again, you know, Christian speaks German fluently, and uh, there's there's other pieces to this. I mean, there. I look at someone like let's just I'm not changing subjects on you, but Carlo Ancelotti. Carlo Ancelotti just won in five different top leagues. Do people realize how amazing that is? I mean, he did it. That's I mean, pretty look, big time. It, it's amazing. Now, this is a guy who is. You know, you would never call him a mercenary, but he's a guy that that is wants the next challenge and he wants to speak another language and he's very cultured. I mean, you know, he's just he's an amazing human being. You know, every player is is different. So when you when you challenge a player with what are your goals, what do you want to do, what do you want out of life? Sometimes we make decisions because our agent said this is a good move. Josh Sargent, dumb. So that what you have to understand is that Christian Pulisic needs to find the place where he's going to find. Not just just the the ability to you know the, the a place where he's going to be appreciated to play, but he's got to find that peace. He's got to find that inner peace, and he's got to find. I, I want to see him find a place where he can really fall in love with, and and it can become uh, something that he feels that he's a part of more than what he. Feels. Chelsea right now is just a team that, that that happens to give him the number ten shirt, and do I think he deserves it at times? No, but it, it's that that also weighs into this. But if he goes to Spain and he goes to a club like Barcelona, I don't think Real Madrid is, is in the in the books. But I, you know, but Bale's leaving. But if you look at suppose he's coming here, yeah, he's possibly going he's going to DC. And oh, by the way, you think that's going to happen? Of course. And newsflash: <laughs> of course, uh, San Jose Earthquakes. Your new coach is Luchi Gonzalez from the national. He's coming back from the national team. He's of course, go there. he is. It's also Chris Leach's buddy. I mean, this stuff isn't hard to figure out. Chris Sharon. I mean. Like uh, Chris Leach is no different than Sharundalo getting hired by his buddy in, in LAFC, but it's working out right now. Let's see how long it lasts. Uh, Steve, is- Steve's been great, man. I mean, I, I know it could go go one way or the other, but so far, uh, and they they really built a nice team. They really built a nice team, which was going to be deep and and versatile, and it's showing. So, uh, but uh, Bro, again, I'm this, not criticizing Sharundalo. I'm just saying that's how I'm he got saying, it. You guys think. get hired on 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 the relationships now it has nothing to do with well with- i mean that's that's the that's my business too granted i mean it's i mean it's a lot of uh you know kids getting fast-tracked and this that and the other and it's like it is what it is and i gotten used to it and no it's it i wish i had i wish i had an in like that because my dad didn't like sports and i, <laughs> I could have lead it to some other people but I, that is i mean i get it that's that's part of it man did you ever see the tosh point oh and he was talking about hollywood and he listed all the young actors and producers and directors, and it was all a connection to a family member. Yeah, of course. So it is what it is. By the way, I'm looking at some of these Spanish teams, and that's the league that seems most compelling to me for uh, Christian Pulisic. Obviously, Barcelona would be incredible, you know, but if it's a, a team like Real Betis or Sociedad or uh, Valencia that has Yunus Musa, I mean, those that all kind of seems like, all right, that's, that's going to keep him above water. That, those are big clubs that he could – Really, but that's not, that's not the way his camp thinks. His camp, I, I, thinks I, I, I'm 100% aware that I mean, that has to be. I'm just saying this all pie in the sky. I, yeah, I doubt that it's going to be like, hey, let's find this. This is the best position. You'll be comfortable. You'll play. You know, honestly, the truth be known, the truth be known. If, if this was a, if this wasn't a world that there was about money first, um, truth be known, where I would really want to see Christian Pulisic play and where would his game go to a whole new level. Ajax. Ooh, very sexy. Yeah, it is to me, but not to everybody else. I know. I, well, listen, with me, it's just I want him to play, score goals, and be successful. And that's exactly what will happen at Ajax. He's going to play for a team that's going to be the favorites to win the Dutch League. And yeah, just you know, Haller is not bad either. I, I, I just try to figure out how to put the ball on his his forehead. But <laughs> look, I, I, I think if 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 you really get to the bottom of it. Um, It'll, it'll be a decision that will be in the best interest of, uh, you know, we'd, we'd like to say his development as a player, but I mean, now we're looking at, what is he, 23 now? I mean, 23. He's, yeah, he's, he's at a stage where. On let, the let clock. Home. 
you know, and I think they thought they found a home with Chelsea, but um, it's just you know, with everything going the, on, the, like, the inconsistencies are too it's consistent. It's like it's the same thing every time, yeah. up down, and now without injuries, even it's up down up, and you're like, oh, this is not this is this is not functioning for uh, a kid it's to not be easy to stay healthy and. And it won't be easy to stay healthy in England when the games are fast and furious, when we're trying to prepare or at least truncate the season because we've decided to put a World Cup in the middle of the winter. So it's it's that's going to be that's going to be difficult. once that schedule comes out and it's Saturday, Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday, Tuesday, when it's going to be oh, like, for next season. Yeah, they're yeah. going to have to cram it in. Uh, it's uh, but I'm glad it's a winter World Cup now, because if it was a summer World Cup, I think we'd put a, a U.S. team there that is just under prepared in the sense that they no one's playing <laughs> we haven't got a number don't nine it. it's, it's, there's look, a goalkeeping situation i mean well i'll let you you walk me off the ledge here but we don't I, I know you're probably right but there's a lot of questions and now with christian Pulisic and the injuries to Gio reyna and weston mckinney i'm like whoa so i mean i would almost think that the team if it was a, a world cup starting in june it would look a lot different than the team that finished qualifying because they might have to uh, adjust and pick some guys that weren't really in the qualifying process in order to be successful, whoever those guys are. Right. Um, maybe, you know, they were talking about goalkeeping. Maybe you bring a, a tried and tested MLS guy just to bridge the gap because uh, Zach Steffen and Matt Turner are probably not going to be playing, even though Matt Turner returned this weekend and Gaga Slonina is not ready. Uh, whoever that guy is, someone mentioned, you know, I, it's Stephen Fry is too old, but maybe a guy like Sean Johnson. I don't know. And then the, the striker you're over, situation. You're overthinking it already. You're over, look, <laughs> I, I think, I think what sorry. has to happen, and, and I had said this previously about our national team, because, you know, you never know until you know. You know, you don't know. We, we talk about try and test it, but, but that doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't. There, there are, there's going to be games. You look at the, the opponents that we have, um, especially, you know, with a, with a team like England. Uh, the, all the political nature of Iran. They, but Iran, we're gonna we're we're gonna understand in a hurry that that this is an organized team that's gonna make us miserable today. That's Carlos Kiroch in, in, in a nutshell. Oh, I mean, and they, he, they almost, he almost got them through to the round yeah. of sixteen but, last and, time. And, and it's it's with they understand who they are. They have an identity, and and you got to crack that that nut. It's hard. But I I think I think when you look at the team that we have, we don't have guys that are going to have the fear factor or feel like they're an underdog. They just want to play. And it's going to really come down to, are they in the right mindset on the day? Now that's what I worry about. I worry about, have they been overloaded with information? Have they been given enough time to really decompress? Have they had enough time to gel as a team to actually be good teammates? These are all things that, that when you're building a culture and I, I got to give Greg a lot of credit in that regard is he has really done a good job of creating a culture. I agree with that. And that I, I, he, I don't think he gets enough credit for that. Yeah, and, well, and, and then the other thing you could say is we haven't played anybody. You've only played CONCACAF, and maybe we played Northern Ireland and Wales and... Uh, Switzerland. You know, yeah, Switzerland and Bosnia and Herzegovina, but like whatever. <laughs> and, and, and those are real games, or are they real games? Well, we lost to, to Switzerland. But, you know, during the pandemic, you know, it wasn't feasible. It wasn't, you know, we're not getting on planes. We're not going to go through all that hell just to, just to play a game. But I do think that this group has enormous potential, which sets us up for you know our expectations might be too high, and then and then we're we're disappointed when they don't when they don't overexcel. Which, but my point is is that I think we should celebrate this group. It's a hell of a lot better than than we've had. I'm down. Past. I agree. I'm down with they, that, man. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm ready and, to and celebrate. Have a good day. And, and, and it's just weird. I mean, like World Cups are odd. They are so strange because you never know what, what it's going to feel like on the day. And, you know, it, it's kind of like like basketball. When when somebody's hot, you let them shoot. You don't care. You don't. You're like, dude, he, he can't miss right now. There's going to be a couple of our guys that we're not expecting him to be those guys. And it probably won't be Christian. It'll be somebody else. I'm, it might be a Luca Della Torre. That, that kid can play. I'm, I'm, I'm still rooting for Jordi Mihaljevic. That kid is I, I think when I mentioned that there's guys that weren't in the process that get into the squad, I, he's at the top of my list. Right. I think that's a guy you got to bring, even though that's, he hasn't but, played. But why? So, because this is, this, is, this is, sorry, people are texting. So the, here's the thing. I look at it from a different lens. My job over the, through the pandemic and through the last two years since I left my post at Vegas has been to help European teams build a, a plan. 
and a couple of domestic teams where I, I come in as a consultant and I, and I get paid to actually not, not just to fix their books, but to actually say, all right, this is the kind of culture you want. This is the, and evaluate everything. And then I look at, and, and I have these relationships. And so these teams from Europe say to me, who on the U.S. national team would you want or think would, could really help us? And what I, ironically, I go like this, actually, he's not on the U.S. national team. His name is Jordi Mihaljevic. He plays in Montreal. And they go, who? Well, we didn't see him on the list. And I go, yeah, because you're not looking hard enough. That guy's better, in my opinion, than four or five guys that you just listed. So now what do we do? And, and, and so these are different conversations. And I look at, I look at their mentality. I look at their character. Um, I, I know what I know about the guys that, that we've already sent over there. Uh, Gio Reyna is a great example of, of, of what can be great and what can go wrong in a hurry. And, you know, you look at, at what the Musa situation is and what he threw himself into, what, what Weston has actually overcome throughout and the player he's becoming. Uh, does he need a new destination? Probably. That's, that's, but it's beautiful that, that the Italians turn it, you know, taught him how to defend. That's, that's, I'll tell you that, that we that have wasn't, a guy in that was no, no wasted time there. That was quality. Hey, no. And that's, and that's beautiful. We, we could talk about the national team. I, I look forward to talking to you again about. We were supposed to transition to Seattle. Yes. Remember? So that that's going like to be our final topic. And I guess the question is Wednesday, Seattle Pumas second leg of the CONCACAF Champions League final. It is all square on the aggregate. It finished 2-2. Two, two. Uh, two goals late by the Sounders. A 99th minute penalty, which is like was the weirdest thing ever because I didn't expect to see it, but uh, Seattle get in there. So I think there is an obligation. This has to fit. They have to finish it here because if they go back to the drawing board on another close call and LAFC were so close and Toronto FC against Chivas were so close, you've got to go over the top. And I, I truly believe if you get that first one, the next one will follow very quickly. Uh, but you got to get that. So there's a huge obligation for Seattle to do it. They don't have to, but if they don't, it'd be hugely disappointing. And I think they do it comfortably. They're going to have a huge crowd there. I think they're just better than Pumas. They're healthy. They've, they haven't done well in MLS because they've committed everything into this. That's, no, no, but that's the question. That's the question. Well, this is great I mean, because look, New York City FC, once they got out of that competition, they have looked like the, they've looked like the reigning champs in MLS, scoring a ton yeah. of goals and winning all the games since because right. so, so they were all on. invested. And teams didn't used to do that in MLS, and they're finally doing it, which is they a couldn't. great sign. They couldn't, they couldn't do it before because our, our you know, look, let's Coaches would get fired if they struggled in MLS, if they committed but they, to... But they're focusing, they're fo their mindset, their mentality is we want to win a trophy, we want to win a big trophy now. Because everybody knows you can come in eighth in this league and still make the playoffs. Right, but so, back then they, they didn't, they, you would see reserve teams, it was weird. But now yeah, they know we exactly. got to win this trophy. And, and, and now the Open Cup is, is, is you know, whether you, Lamar Hart Open Cup is important on your list or not, it's... It's, it's, it doesn't matter. But I think at this stage right now with what Brian's trying to do, you can tell from the inside that this is a team that's primary focus. I think Garth, uh, his speech to the fans was, was phenomenal. Garth Lagaway. And, and I thought that that was smart because it, it really galvanized everybody. But one, they're good enough. But two, they've prepared for this. Yeah. It isn't the case where they came in and this was a part of their preseason. You know, they, they were already jump-started by the fact that they, they they lasted a long time in the playoffs. They only had a couple of months off. They regenerated their batteries, and they came back to work. And they were already looking the part in the, in the early stages of the competition. Does Seattle win this thing? Do I believe that? Absolutely. And, it, and they get, are they going to do it through uh, the crew that they have right now? Because that crew is built for this kind of competition. There really is. Ladero is a, he's never going to be... You know, you can never throw him into a Serie A game. He's not Javinko, but he he certainly can wiggle out of uh, certain places and, and make a good pass when he needs to. And if Morris figures it out in the right moment, they've they've they've, they've defensively they're they're okay with 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 me. Their goalkeeper's solid. It's yeah. it's it's the formula that works in MLS. But uh, this team has made it their primary focus to be successful in the Concacaf Champions League, and they're going to win it. They're going to win it. And I don't think it's Handley. I think it'll be, get tricky. It'll get tricky. There'll be a couple penalties in this. I think I don't think it would be handily, but it would be comfortable. I I, I say three one Seattle. Uh, maybe it's two one in the second half, and they're they're. they're I'll getting go two stretched. one. Hey, but dude, you and I we're we're bad at this prognostication crap. I mean, <laughs> well, we, 
<laughs> what did I say? I said Real Madrid beats him one nothing four three. Well, like wait, no, wait, you, no, know, you also said you said that there's gonna be a lot of missed opportunities. I go nobody missed. They didn't miss. <laughs> there was like there was, was no bad, missed chances. Bad. Every oh, everyone like, oh tucked God. it in. But if uh, they would have missed those, I would have looked like a genius. But I look like an idiot. It, however, however, you said you liked Real Madrid, and they're in a very good position to beat yep. Man City in the second leg. And that's that's all on their manager. And I think. I think, you know, and people have underestimated Benzema because he's, you know, he is top three, top four in the world. He has been for the last 10 years. Um, this just happens. It happens he was unbelievable. Be- but then uh, so was Vinicius. Uh, so was. But you need that guy. You need that. I mean, like, if you look at how, how you know, you know, the, the real, the guys that have, have, have always, you know, piled in, in gold, they've always had a Vinicius. They've always had somebody on the wing. I mean, even Benzema would tell you how, how fortunate he was to play with Ronaldo. He outshined him at times, but Ronaldo being out there, just hanging out on the left, cutting inside. If it doesn't work out for the shot, who's he passing it to? He's passing it to his, his French buddy, and he and he did right. the rest. It's uh, it's. Um, I know, but like going back to Seattle, I think Seattle wins this thing, but and and it's going to be a huge moment. Uh, I, I, you know, it, rightly so. Um, hold on a second. I think I'm getting the uh, the low battery alert. Okay, well let's let's put a bow on it because. But by the way, uh, uh, Seattle, I just, they're healthy. So if you look at the the team that played the first, like Rui Diaz is back, Morris Lodeto rolled on, João Paulo Rusnak. That's your front six, and then yep. you got Ariaga and Gomez, which is your front two that you the back defending center back combo. Fry rolled on, uh, Nuhu, and then you have Montero and Kellen Rowe and the young kid Obed Vargas all available on the bench. It's perfect. This is perfect. That's why they can't mess it up. It is perfect. Yeah, and, and I've been a fan of Kellen Rose ever since his UCLA days. Wait, I, what, a, I, what a great player to come off for 20, 30 minutes. That's that's my point. And, you know, he's, he's a little traveled, but he still brings the right attitude. Uh, my prediction for this is that he comes in as a sub and figure, figures in the goal, whether it's assist or a goal. But I, I think I think the way that this played out this year and the way that their mindset was different, if, I mean, in the past, if we're really being honest, our teams that we sent to the CONCACAF Champions League, we, all they do is bitch and moan. This is this is unfair. We haven't had enough time. This is our excuse. We're going to lose, and then we're going to focus on what's important. Was, it was a, it was a, it was a cavalcade of excuses. You're 100, percent and some were valid, but you didn't want to hear them. I, right, and we, and and the rest of us were saying, "Come on, man, you just figure it out." But it's, um, yeah, I think I mean this is this is an odd an odd year in, in, in the sense that, you know, it, it, it guaranteed that, that it couldn't be an all Mexican, all American final, which I which thought that was interesting. That, I know that's great, but this is what you want because it makes yeah, the no, final no, I, more I, interesting. No. Right. I, I mean, even if it would have, it would have gone the other way. I, I, I I'm with you there, but um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's Mexico is, is, is not what they used to. No, be. they're not. No, they're not. That's why I'm saying if Seattle wins here, there could be a run of success for MLS. I'm um, with you. Because with there's you. going to be, I mean, the fact that Pumas got there and there's flaws with America and there's uh, there's different teams coming to the top. I mean, they're all, it's not a dominant run. Like Cruz Azul's kind of come down to earth. They were always at the top. And I, mean, I think it's Pachuca's in first place. So Monterrey, Monterrey with, with Tuca. Tigres, I mean, that, yeah. that, was a, that was a way of doing things. I mean, Tuca's work, was so amazing because you know not only was he winning domestically, but he you know at some point even the Mexican national team federation said, "Hey, look, we got a one-off. We need you," and he was in charge of the game that we they beat the U.S. So it's it's there's it's a transit again. It comes down to management. I, I think that you look at the managers that that we have. I think Ronnie's a guy that that understood how, how to to address this competition. Well, Ronnie Dyla the same way. Yeah, and I think yeah. Spencer's the same way. And well, I. I and he's surrounded with 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 good people, you know. You know, it's good to have a guy like Precky around you because Precky will level you in a in a hurry. Well, I think we should do this. Precky will tell you, you know, you're talking about. It is a great guy to have in the room uh, because he sees stuff that other people don't see. But it's it's you know, it's a good makeup. It's a good team. It, like you said, good depth. Rui Diaz coming back. Um, it's it's a it's a good one. That you know. I'm, and real I'm, real quick, what's your Champions League final? I, I, I think I think Villarreal give Liverpool a good push. No, but Liverpool get through. I think it's a good second leg, but Liverpool do advance. And then yeah. I, I, I'm feeling Real Madrid. I think they just been they feel like uh, a team of destiny this at this point. Actually, I think I jumped the gun last week because I said usually Pep screws it up, 
Pep got it right the other night um, on the offensive side. I mean, right off the bat, I mean, uh, uh, the, the the assist and the goal, the Bruyne from yeah, it was just like whoa, the, the, they're they're on today, and there's so much similarity to me actually in that assist, Maris to uh, De Bruyne as Mane to uh, Mo Salah the, the next day. It, it, it's the same against Manchester United, actually, was when we were over Harry's head. But it's these these movements that they're, they're like trends in the game where you, you get guys that, that uh, you know, recognize their moment and get in there. But I, I think, I think if, this is what I was trying to say, is if City's going to mess up and Pep's going to overthink it, it's usually the big one. So it wouldn't have been this one. It would be the next one. So let's, <laughs> so that's uh, good. Let's, let's see so you're changing right. it to I'm City. Not- no, I I still think Real Madrid. I'm with you. I think Madrid gets them. You know, they're, they're pumped to play at home now. They they're, they're going to take it to them, it, and it's 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 going to get tricky. I hate that. I mean, I hate this whole taking away the away goal and ports. I, I'm just like that. Just screws it up for me. I, that's a that's I a always, debate. I agree with you, but that I think that's encouraged teams to play a little more, which yeah. I'm down with. I hated the idea at first, but I've warmed up to it. But we'll yeah, see. It, uh, maybe I need to, to continue to warm up because I, I, you know, I look at those, those, I, I'm so used to it. Maybe, you know, when we work in this business, we're always trying to do the math and figure out what needs to happen. And there'd be these amazing comebacks from, from, you know, Barcelona, you know, it, it broke uh, an I am heart, but it, it, it's, was it, was that an I am? Yeah, it was. So it's, it's just these crazy comebacks and, and then you're doing the math in your head and you're trying to figure it out. I, I used to love that stuff, but now it's too easy. It's like, yeah. it's six to six. Somebody needs to score. Let's go. Eric, I, we went all over the place and I feel like we have so much more ground to cover, but we've been here long enough. You're going to have the kids come back with the ice cream and you should enjoy your ice cream and your uh, Kaiparina or mimosa, whatever it is. But it's always a thrill to talk with you, man. I really enjoy it. Let's stay, let's let's revisit this because it's probably more fun than anything. It is, and, the pe- and I get great response. How long we were that that's more fun. I know. I mean, I've gotten a great response when you're on. People get, are into it, so that's that's very positive. Well, just but, remind all of your listeners that I am the greatest coach that will never participate in yes, MLS. Yes. Well, we, we we I put together a Mount Rushmore of American coaches. It's Ziggy, Bob Bradley. Bruce Arena and Eric Winalda. That's we're right. gonna carve it into rock in North Dakota and that's or South Dakota and that's it. That's because we're honoring the Lamar Hunt Open Cup. I am the winningest coach <laughs> in the Lamar Hunt Open Cup with le- lower teams against the big guys. So I'll, I'll celebrate that. Eric Winalda, ladies and gentlemen. I uh, hope you enjoyed the conversation. No stoppage time this week. We'll be back with that next week. As we get ready for the summertime, these leagues are going to wrap up. So we got to start focusing on that little competition down the road, the World Cup. Subscribe, download, rate, review, leave a comment. We certainly appreciate it. Until next time, Placido Domingo.